Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. We're going to be starting a brand new series today, a brand new series titled Transformation, Transformation. And in fact, the focal scripture for this series comes from the book of Romans, chapter 12 and verse to a very familiar scripture to you and it says or it reads and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god this is transformation transformation is what we're going to be dealing with listen transformation comes from a renewal of the mind a renewal of the mind and this actually brings us to our passage for today i want you to open up your bible open up your bible open up your bible app and i want you to go to the book of john for me the book of john chapter 20. we actually were here back on resurrection sunday the book of John, chapter 20, and we're going to begin at verse 24. The book of John, chapter 20, and verse 24. And the word of God reads, it says, But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, except I shall see in his hand the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors, doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Today's message, the topic is the impact of real change. The impact of real change. Here in our passage, in our scripture, we see it's about Thomas. Thomas. And in fact, let's look back at verse 24. Again, it reads, but Thomas, one of the 12 called Didymus was not with them when Jesus came, was not with them when Jesus came here right now. There's a question that comes to our mind, a question that has been pondered by many theologians and Bible scholars for centuries. The question is simple. Why was Thomas alone and not with the other disciples? Why was Thomas alone and not with the other disciples? Or in other words, where was Thomas? <laughs> where was he? We know where the other 10 were. We understand what had already happened to Judas. Where was Thomas? What was going on? Also, something that's interesting we have to notice here. Notice what, what 
what John refers to him as. He also says he's called what? Didymus. He says he's called Didymus. He refers to him that. That word Didymus means twin. Now, oftentimes, this is seen as a point of ridicule for Thomas. It's seen as a point of ridicule. But the reality is that the name Thomas in the Greek actually means twin. His name actually meant twin anyway. So it was more redundant to call him Didymus than anything else. But yet they refer to him as Didymus. We know him and we've learned to and come to know him as Doubting Tom. But yet he was called Didymus twin. A dual nature sometimes is referred to and we'll see that here in just a moment. You see, when we look at this or at the, the probable reason as to why Thomas was not there, we have to look at what we already know about Thomas. We have to look at what we already know. Remember back in John eleven sixteen. Back in John eleven sixteen, this was the place where Jesus had already spoken to them. And he told them that they had to go see about who? Lazarus. They had to see about Lazarus because they had received news of his death. And Jesus made the proclamation of his impending resurrection. And they thought that they were going to be at risk for their own safety. And so when Jesus said this, they were looking and looking around and saying, well, wait a minute, what are we going to do about this? But it was Thomas who was the only one who spoke up. And he said, listen, if, if we're going to go, we're all going to go and then just die together. But we're not going to leave Jesus alone. In other words, he's saying, when they roll that stone away, this is what the others were feeling, fearing. And they the smell of the body would come. And if, if Tom or Lazarus didn't get up, they're like, oh, my God, they're going to stone us for real. It, it's going to be over. Everything's going to be done. And why in the world would we do this? But see, here Thomas spoke up and he said, listen. If Jesus, if we're going to go, we're going to go die with him. He wasn't speaking of Lazarus because Lazarus already did. He was speaking, if they're going to stone Jesus, they're going to stone all of us together because we're going to be with him. Here he was radical. Here Thomas was saying, no, we're not going to let him go by himself. We're going with him. He spoke up. It's amazing to see him in this light at that point, especially considering what we're looking at today. Here, he said, no, we need to go and be with him. Thomas, he didn't recall from the opportunity to go and support Jesus, to stand by his side. In fact, Thomas appears to be more pessimistic than he does doubting because he's saying, listen, we're going to go with him and we're all going to die together. <laughs> That's real encouraging. Oh, sure. I'll sign up for that one. Can I, can I take a number? <laughs> They're like, wait a minute, Thomas, what's wrong with you? But he's like, no, I believe, I believe, I believe enough in him that I'm going to go be with him. I'm going to go be with him. He said, he, what else did Jesus say? Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And where I go, you know. And where I take you, or what I'm going to do, you'll know that as well. It was Thomas that spoke up. And Thomas said, uh, Jesus, um, this thing that you're going to do, I, I, we don't know. And, and, and where you're going, we don't know that either. And we certainly don't know the way. And what did Jesus say then? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It was at that point, after he said that, you did not see Thomas say another word right there. 
until we got to that moment in, in John eleven sixteen. At that moment, he's willing to still stand and say, no, if Jesus go, I already know he's prepared something for me. So I'm going with him. I'm going with him. So here he was more pessimistic than anything. But we have to note something very important as we look at this scripture. Remember verse 24. It says, but G, but Thomas, one of the 12 was not with them when Jesus came, when Jesus came came. You see, while the others were hiding, locked in a room, Thomas was not there. In fact, in fact, some theologians believe that Thomas, believe that Thomas could have been actually looking for Jesus because he had heard the story that Mary had told them of how she had seen him and actually laid eyes on him. So this meant something. This means that the only one that uh, the, there was only one thing that he had the courage enough to go look for Jesus. He had the courage enough to go because after he came back or after they came back, he said, wait a minute. I'm not going to just sit in here. I got to go find him. I got to go find him. He's got to be here somewhere. And he goes out looking for Jesus not stuck in the room, hiding like the rest were. He had courage to do this. Or actually, I believe that it had been more of desperation than it was courage. It was more of desperation than it was courage. In just a few moments, you're going to see what I mean. Look at verse 25 with me. In verse 25, it says, the other disciples therefore said unto him, we have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. <laughs> now, now, Thomas declares that he will not believe that Christ is risen unless he sees it for himself. Do you hear me? He said, listen, I'm not going to believe it unless I lay my eyes on it and see it for myself. Now, after being willing to die for Jesus, after being willing to do that, he doesn't want to believe. Really, I believe he just wants to see him for himself. He just wants to see him for himself. Why? Because he couldn't allow himself to expose his heart and all of his hopes again. He couldn't allow himself to expose his heart, to expose all of his hopes and his dreams again. He couldn't do it. He had given himself to everything that Jesus has spoken. And he believed not just in Jesus, not just in the Father, but for the first time, and I believe a long time, he started believing in himself. He started believing in himself. You see, Thomas, he, he didn't just believe Jesus. He loved him. He loved him because he understood everything that he had done for him. Everything that he said came true. 
When he sent them out two by two, Thomas was one of the disciples that went out and Thomas had seen himself lay hands on the sick and they recovered. Thomas had seen himself speak words of life that came from Jesus and he saw people that were broken brought back together. He saw people who were ready who to throw in the towel. They were looking for this Messiah to come in on a steed, but yet he was able to speak life and they believed. They trusted and he trusted in everything. And he just knew that Jesus was the one who was going to do everything he said. And if Jesus was true about those things, he was also true about everything he spoke about Thomas. So he looked at himself and he said, I am because he is. But now he was gone. He was gone and Thomas, who he looked at his, his, his Lord, whom he looked at his Lord, his master, his rabbi, who he had trusted we believed was no longer there and now I simply come to check on y'all because y'all are stuck in here and you're gonna throw this at me that yeah he's back really I went out there and I couldn't find him anywhere but yet you're telling me that he came in here to you all and I'm going to believe that this is what Thomas is thinking. This is the things that are going through his mind. This is what's going in through his heart. And he's looking and he's saying, I, I, I need to see it for myself. I need to see it for myself. And even to be honest with you, for that moment, Thomas didn't want to trust Jesus again. He didn't want to. He didn't want to because for the first time in over three years, he's sitting there looking and he's imagining a world without Jesus in it. And in fact, he wasn't imagining it. He was experiencing it to wake up one day and not be able to have relationship with Jesus, to wake up one day and not be able to talk to him about his father, to talk to him about the word, to hear his encouragement, to hear his correction, to have one day, one day. And he's looking at it this day and the days that went after that and the days that went after that. And he's went through all of this. He said, no, uh-uh, I got to see it for myself. He wanted to see the proof for himself. This brings us to verse 26. Verse 26, it says, and after eight days, again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Remember, he said that the first time he came, peace be unto you. Here, Thomas, we notice something. We see the fact that Thomas stayed with them. Thomas stayed with them. Regardless of all that stuff he was saying, regardless of all that stuff he was thinking, he was feeling, regardless of all of that, the reality is that Thomas Day because he wanted to see Jesus. In fact, he needed to see Jesus. He needed to see him. Have you ever been at the place where you just need the Lord? 
You need to hear a word from him. You need to feel his presence. You need to feel him warm or, or his warm embrace. You need to feel him. You need him. I don't know if anybody's ever been there, but there's a time in your life where you'll see things that you're going through. He says, I just need Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.